0: Welcome entrepreneurs and startups to Art of the Kickstart, the show that every entrepreneur needs to listen to before you launch. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president and founder of Inventus Partners, the world's only turnkey product launch company. From product development and engineering to omnichannel marketing, we've helped our clients launch thousands of inventions and earn more than $1 billion in sales over the past 20 years. Each week, I interview a startup success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your launch to the next level. This show would not be possible without our main sponsor, Product Hype, the weekly newsletter that goes out and shows you the best inventions that just launched. Make sure to check out ProductHype.co and join the hype squad. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today I am super stoked because I am speaking with the founder and creator of Haven Tent, Mr. Derek Tillotson. Derek, thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. Absolutely. Thanks so much for, for having us. We are a week into our
1: campaign and we've already done more than our first campaign did. We, we've, we've 2x'd our first campaign and this is only a week into it now. So
0: things are yeah. going great. It's killer, man. And I I loved the intro that you gave me. I know, you know, you've been working on this product and the evolution of these products for for years and years. And you're a two-time creator. The last campaign ran over a couple of years ago now. And like you said, you've superseded those funding. So give our audience a little bit of your background and then let's talk about this product that you just just launched.
1: Absolutely. Thanks again, Roy. Yeah. So I was I mean the story of how I came up with the Haven Tent is Yes, pretty, pretty basic. It was kind of a leap of faith on my part. Every year, my wife and I pick a theme for what we are going to do that year. And we made 2018 our year of creativity. And we just, you know, with my previous career being in sales and marketing, I found that I was a little bit predictable in what I was doing every day and not really challenging myself. So I wanted to do something creative that year. And I was laying in a regular hammock up at our ranch in Oregon. And I just had this idea, what if I was laying flat? What if I wasn't curled up like a banana, right? Like, it, like in a normal hammock? And what if I didn't have pressure on my sides? And from that, I just started to kind of create and sketch in a notebook how I would solve that problem of laying flat in a hammock. And what I found when I returned to civilization and started doing some Google searching was that I'd kind of stumbled into something new, something that wasn't being done by any other hammock companies. And so, but at the same time, knowing nothing about product design, knowing nothing about getting something manufactured or whatever, knowing really very little about hammocks themselves, I didn't really believe that I could be the one to bring it to life. And I was so close to hanging it up and forgetting all about the project, but then I remembered: no, this is my year of creativity. So I'm at least going to pursue it to a prototype. And we got lucky with the first prototype; it worked. A lot better than our second, third, and even fourth prototypes did, and uh, so a little bit of beginner's luck matched with good timing, matched with a good idea. And about a year and a half after that you know first experience there at the ranch where I had the idea, we launched our first Kickstarter campaign, and I'd kept it completely secret up to that point, even like my close friends and people in my family didn't know that I had, because it was so weird, like, oh, like Derek is doing he has a hammock, that's so strange. And so I really kept it on the DL and then kind of went public with the Kickstarter. And then I just was so nervous because I realized that all of my sales and marketing background had like, I'd set the bar pretty high. So I'd set these really high expectations for people. And as I'm boxing up these first tents myself to, to send them out after the you know Kickstarter campaign, I was so nervous that I would have set the expectation too high and that people wouldn't like it. But people loved it. And that was probably the best part of that's been the best part of this whole ride is hearing people's feedback and their experience on our product. And, uh, yeah, so it, it, it ha- it's been a great journey. And I'm so happy that we took that leap, that leap, uh, wanting to build out my year of creativity.
0: So, Derek, I think it's a beautiful story. I love it. And I think there's a point there, right, where it's like you had to force yourself to kind of go on to that next step. Right. And there are so many entrepreneurs that just give up. They're like, "Nah, someone else can do it or someone else will do it better or it's already been made. I probably couldn't make it any better. What what kind of nuggets or wisdom or moments of inspiration do you think, helped you besides the the mindset, I think, that, that you and your wife shared of that year, that kind of helped you get it to that prototype stage where you're investing time, capital, you know, all of those things away from other things that you could be doing, but started to pursue it even further. Right, right, right. So, I mean, first, I, I it was kind
1: of me wanting to see it through, right? And then when I saw just the the glimmer from that first prototype, and I thought, man, this is something that I would want. And that's, you know, it kind of came down to, to the why, because I could have put that creative energy into, into any number of things, but I love the outdoors. I love camping. It's a passion of mine, but I found there was a correlation that I would have all of these great days camping and then the nights would be miserable. Right. And then you would just be like, you'd be laying there at like four in the morning, just waiting for the sun to come up so that you can get out because, you know, sleeping, you can forget about sleeping. And uh, you know, you get back to all of, all of the activities that you came there to see, and then maybe by day two or three or four, you'd be so tired that you would sleep all night just because you're being so sleep-deprived. So for me, personally, sleep has never been um, the, the highlight of the camping experience. And so finding having an idea that I thought would improve my own experience, right? like kind of selfishly wanting to build the product for myself, that yeah. definitely helped with the motivation too. But then like once I laid in our first prototype and it worked and I saw that, that glimmer, like all of a sudden I started to get excited about the idea about the potential business behind it. Right. Like, wow, if I'm interested in this,
0: other people might be interested too. Absolutely. So how'd you come up with the name?
1: So, you know, uh, I bounced around on names for a long time and you know, made this whole list. Did like the random word generator, just trying to get, get hit it lucky. Like asking people, like what I should call this thing. And I kept kind of writing out my like what I wanted this thing to be. And I wanted to be a shelter. I wanted to be like you know safety. I wanted to be um, a refuge. And there was all these elements, and they all kind of pointed to- towards the word haven. And I know that that is uh, there's a lot of things that have that you know name attached to it. So it was like kind of trying to swing for the fences where if I can attach Haven tents to the word Haven, so people think of Haven, they think of me first, like that would be a pretty cool end game. you know, so yeah, that, that it, it, it's what our product is. Our product is a Haven for people that want to find uh, a good night's sleep outdoors.
0: So if 2018 was the year of creativity, what's the year of 2022 and what's motivating you these days? Yeah,
1: twenty twenty two is is the year you're the enterprise because I realized that I have been doing so much myself. I mean, for the first six months or probably for the first eight months, if you received a Haven Tent, it was packaged by me, right? And uh if you received an email from Haven Tents or you saw anything, it was one hundred percent me. And I kinda you know, I've I've always been kind of an independent worker. And so that was easier in some ways, but I knew that it wasn't sustainable and scalable. So slowly we've been adding on to our team, and you know now we are a team of three here in, in, the, in Sandy, Utah, which for a company doing what we do, it's really small. <laughs> and so this is the year of the enterprise. I want to scale and get it to a point where you know you can put on growth without blowing me up or any single employee up. So that's the year of the enterprise.
0: Nice. So again, I think there's there's another story there as well in terms of the entrepreneur that does it all. Was there kind of that, that aha moment of this is just too much for me to manage on my own and it's time to hire and who was that first hire?
1: Yeah, so the first hire was somebody to put tents in a box, you know, and um, just because that was getting overwhelming. and. Uh, uh, kind of a strange part of our growth story. Um, it happened during COVID where we, we were you know putting tents in boxes, there was a spike in, in the outdoor industry in general, and then all of a sudden, we saw just sales start to like just explode, and I didn't really understand where it was coming from. Then people started sharing you know links with me that our images and our video had been picked up by scam by Chinese scam artists that were basically running bait and switch scams using our IP and putting hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of, of advertising, you know, budget behind these scam ads. And so unintentionally that was driving a ton of traffic towards us. And so, yeah, it came to a point where there were too many tents in boxes at that point. So that was my first hire was somebody to help with that. And then it became communications and helping somebody you know, I I have a unique set of skills, but they're not necessarily e-commerce skills. I um, have a background in content generation. I have a background in in sales, but not in the e-commerce space. I've been giving pres- sales presentations my whole life. And so that's kind of been my, my background. And so how to run a Shopify site as our site was growing and scaling and starting to have issues. That... I, that was my second pickup was somebody who could help with the e- e- e-commerce space. So that's kind of what the team is today is kind of you know rounding out some of my in- inadequacies. My first you know, listing to try to find an e-commerce manager, I basically said, Hey, we are a growing company. This is in, in the ad, right? We are a growing company that's based off of one guy and I need help. Here's, here's what I'm good at. Here's what I'm bad at. Like, message me if you're good at this stuff I'm bad at. And it was like trying to find the other piece of the puzzle to hopefully, you know, balance some of that stuff
0: out. Nice. Well, let's take a trip back two years ago when you launched the first product for the first time. How did you first get introduced to crowdfunding? And how did you know that that was going to be the right path for your first launch?
1: Yeah, so I've been observing the crowdfunding space and kickstarter for you know for years just as a consumer i bought a couple things on there and so i've kind of been on that side of things and so when i saw that i I'd, you know as as you mentioned right I'd, I'd already spent time i'd already spent money and invested uh quite a bit on into this even on the dl right like trying to keep it quiet from everybody like not wanting to necessarily go public just from the you know, you try like being afraid of failure and being like a public failure versus like a quiet failure, and so I kind of scaled it to a point when I was ready to place that first order for the first batch of tents, and it was it was a lot. And then I'm looking at that, going, man, how am I going to, you know, I, I could fund it myself personally, but that's not going to be fun. And then I'm going to end up with all these tents. I'm going to try to sell them and so kickstarter for me was just a natural fit because i i actually needed the kickstarter i didn't come to the table with you know uh with uh with a capital account or whatever like i didn't come to the table with all of this all of these resources and i just wanted the advertising side of kickstarter which is kind of what i've been doing with the second kickstarter it's been a different you know the the objective has been different from the first kickstarter my objective was to bootstrap the thing and make some money so that i can pay for that first round of production and try to sell some tests
0: so what's changed you know given the first one you were you were quiet on it and cautious and now this one a lot of success a lot of feedback a lot of backers coming into the project what are some of those things that you've changed or learned along the way that you've now put into this launch making it so successful
1: yeah so if you think of like the leap of faith in uh indiana jones right, like. With that, that first Kickstarter, like yes, I had a manufacturer that I had found. I had prototypes, but there were so many uncertainties, right? Like, man, I, I and I, again, being kind of the only one at the helm or in in the boat at all, it was kind of a thing where I I was very very cautious, and so you know, not wanting to overspend on ads, not wanting to, and so I was trying to keep things pretty pretty, you know, restrictive and consolidated. Now, compared to our second Kickstarter, I've actually, since that first Kickstarter, and for the past two years, I've been reinvesting in, in inventory. And so all of the tents that I'm selling today as part of our Kickstarter, I've actually already bought and paid for, and they're, they're on their way to us. And that was out of necessity, just from the craziness of 2022, like not knowing what's going to happen. And the last thing I wanted to do was disappoint my backers. And so I wanted to get those ducks in a row beforehand. And so I, I know how many tents I have. I, They're already on their way. In fact, I think some, the first batch of tents for the U.S. are going to be delivered here to our warehouse tomorrow. And so, you know, our, um, I'm feeling a little bit more prepared. Now, we also have other products that we are selling on our website. And so now it's not just the one thing. And my, what, I would, what I hoped would happen and what has happened is as people are seeing our Kickstarter, it's not for everybody, but they're finding our other products that will be a better match for them. And so the, what is it called? The secondary uh, benefits or whatever of a Kickstarter, one of your team members said, you know, said, use the perfect word for that. But right now we're in a better position to capitalize on those secondary benefits.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think what's really interesting is you've gotten a lot of feedback now over the years, you know, from the community that you've built and the people that have seen the product in the wild or friends that are using it or whatever. And especially for this campaign with hundreds of backers already supporting it, how have you gone about managing some of the feedback that they have or product recommendations for future items or add-on items to the tent?
1: Yeah, that's been great. And hearing from that community, I mean, a, a big part of Haven Safari, which if I can kind of explain, when we launched Haven Tents, it was with a backpacking version of, of the tent, right? It was uh, targeted towards being you know, lightweight, something that you could carry. And then we were looking at how our users were you know, using the tent, and we found that a lot of them were setting it up in the backyard or taking it car camping or motorcycle camping, and so the weight that I had put such an em- emphasis on personally was not an issue for like 50% of, of our users didn't really care much about weight. So then so then I thought well if weight isn't important to them let me see what I can do if weight's not important to me on a manufacturing standpoint. And so that that's those are some of the changes that we've made for Safari. And so the feedback has been great, honestly. Some people will say, well, it's, it, it's too heavy for backpacking, which is the whole point. And it's so easy to say, yes, it's too, he- too heavy for backpacking. Check out our other tents, right? And so we're kind of you know redirecting them there. But I have been answering all of the comments that come in on our Kickstarter campaign, people with add-on ideas and different things. And it's such a cool way to crowdsource and see what other creative ideas people are bringing to the table to make our product even better. And if it, you know, if it rolls out this, this go around great, but if not definitely putting those into the idea and the feedback bank, anytime that you can get feedback that is like constructive and positive people that, you know, like your stuff that are, that are trying to make it better. That's, that's the best kind of feedback you can have as a product creator.
0: Absolutely. Well, speaking of creative, I absolutely loved the video that you guys did this time. What, what led to kind of that, that intro piece on the video to kind of be like that aha of just, hey, I'm good. This is amazing.
1: Yeah. So in our Kickstarter video, for those of you that, that haven't seen it, it's, it's my uh, future brother-in-law, Pete. And he is a castaway and he's washed up on an island. He's built an, an SOS out of logs on the beach, right? And he's sitting there and he sees a ship and he runs out he's trying to call it. And then he sees a boat that, or a a box that floats to shore and he opens it and in it is a Haven Safari, one of our, our, our hammock tents. And he, he, you know, he, he, uh, sets it up. He's sitting on the beach with a coconut and then he's like taking down his SOS sign. Like I'm good to stay. And, you know, uh, I had that idea as I was, it was kind of in the, in the fourth quarter that I had that idea because I, again, with, with my background in, in content creation, I shot all of that and edited it all and did everything for for the video. I've, I've been making videos longer than I've been making Hammett, so I, I took my skills and kind of applied it to there. But, you know, I was driving to the office, like, hey, humor is kind of the, the, the hook of Kickstarter. People don't necessarily want to be sold, or I guess they come here wanting to be sold, but they also want to be entertained. And so... In the shortest way possible, I felt like that was a fun way to show the value that our, that our product creates, right? Like making sleep just amazing outside, making sleep the, the highlight of camping. So I, I felt like that was a fun way to do that.
0: Absolutely. I mean, speaking of value, I mean, you've been working with us here at Inventus Partners for a while now on this launch. What were some of those considerations that you went through in terms of choosing an agency to partner with on your second go around?
1: Yeah. So you guys actually helped me at the very tail end of the first go around as well with, with, you know, some of the ads and kind of push. once, once I knew that I was over my fundraising, you know, uh, minimum, like I have to at least raise this much. I was able to kind of, you know, narrow the margins a bit and start doing a little bit more ad spend. So based off of that positive experience, and then I, I reached out to a few different agencies and honestly, you guys came back so professional so responsive and so concise and i could tell that what I, as part of my year of of enterprising it's finding the the players that will help expand that and if they work in this building great but more you know it's also finding those types of partners that are working in other buildings that you know you 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 have a team of of not you know two or three but of I, i'm not sure tens or you know maybe a hundred people, I, I don't know. But there's a whole lot more going on over there as far as marketing experience than there is here in this room with me. So that's why I, I, I wanted to find a good uh, partner that I could enterprise with.
0: Absolutely, well, the team is stoked to be working with you on this amazing product as well. Last group of feedback, what, uh, what's been the biggest surprise of this campaign or a uh, combination of both campaigns?
1: Yeah, the, the biggest surprise, I mean, the biggest surprise of the first campaign was COVID. Like it ended and like two months later, the world shut down. I had to try to make, you know, I had to try to make tents, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and so that was the big surprise of the first campaign. Hopefully there's, there's, there's nothing crazy after this one. But I would say that, that the surprise has been the pace of the response, right? We, we did more, I think, in the first two hours of this campaign than we did in our first full day of the first campaign we did more in the first 24 hours of this campaign for the first, sorry, we did more in the first two days of this campaign for Haven Safari than we did in our entire uh, first campaign. Like that was a month, right? So we raised hundred K in the first two days of this campaign. And now on Monday, we've been going for a week. It's today. And we've raised 200 K just so we've doubled our campaign in our, we, we doubled our raise from our last campaign in the first week. And that's been the biggest surprise is that the response has been so great because I should mention this, that I've never seen a, a, you know, glamping hammock. Hammocks have always been either just like backyard lounging hammocks or they've been, you know, backpacking hammocks that are, you know, lightweight and things. There's never really been a full glamping tent version of a hammock. And so this is really the first product to, to be in that space and you know w- when your team was asking about competitors and things that are are you know similar i really didn't have an exact match because there's really nothing like it and so i've been pleasantly surprised to receive the feedback that people are actually looking this is something that the world wants and that's been really really exciting to see
0: absolutely product market fit and validation that's all an inventor could ask for at this point right yeah you know they're- Awesome. Well, Derek, this is going to get us into our launch round where I'm going to rapid fire some questions at you. You good to go? Yep, I'm ready. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur?
1: I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. I've watched people uh, ever since I was a little kid create their own thing, be in charge of their own schedule, be in charge of their own life, not letting somebody else attach a value to, to, to you and your time. And so that's what I've always wanted to do. My big motivation in life is not you know, how much money can I make? It's how much quality of life can I have with my family? And an entrepreneur is the best way for me to spend time with my family.
0: Absolutely. So if you could meet with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would you want to have a hang with?
1: I mean, Elon, just because there's very few people that I think are changing the world forever, right? And I think he is one of those guys that is changing the world forever. And I think he'd be cool to meet to meet with. So. Elon Musk, when you listen to this podcast, I'd be happy to uh, go to lunch or something. And I actually drive a Tesla, too. So that's go. a guy that I would like to meet.
0: Let me see if I can coordinate that for you. Uh, what would and be your first question for him?
1: <laughs> you know, uh, w- whenever I meet somebody who is, uh, and, I, I, and there are a lot of people that would fit this, this description, but more successful, that have done more th- than I have, I always ask them what I could do better. Right. If, if they're familiar with with my program and with what I'm doing, what can I do better? And so I would love to hear how I could make my, you know, my product or my business, because I'm sure there's things that I'm missing. So that's something that I've always tried to live by. What could I do better whenever I meet somebody who is, you know, higher up on the entrepreneurial food chain, which is a lot of people?
0: Yeah. Any uh, books you would recommend to our audience?
1: Books? Oh, man. The, uh, books to your audience. Uh, I, I love The Alchemist. It's, uh, yeah. by, uh, I forget who the, who the author is, but it's just such an inspirational story. I, I read to my kids every night, and that's, I think, one of the next ones that I'm going to be reading to them is, is, the, is, is the Alchemist. It's, just, it's a great story. It's beautiful. It's short, but it, like, the, the message taught there
0: is super powerful. Paulo Coelho, I think it is Yeah,
1: I can't pronounce it. Yeah, say. it was in Portuguese. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, right. Great read. Absolutely. There's so many lessons in that book. I've I've just finished it uh later last year and uh, probably gonna reread it again, just a, a solid read yeah, through all yeah. the way. Um
1: But how to how to win friends and influence people, thinking thinking grow rich, like I I, I was raised on that yeah. stuff, you know? Yes. And so all of that stuff has been super powerful.
0: Definitely. What advice would you give to a a younger you in terms of a new inventor or entrepreneur that's looking to launch their invention wow the the younger
1: the the younger me you know it, it would be to to skill up right like if you meet a challenge it's so easy just to go the other way and you gain so much more by meeting it head on skilling up to conquer the challenge rather than trying to work around it right so for instance, I knew nothing about how to run ads on Amazon or how to run ads on Facebook and things paid paid marketing. I I knew nothing. Now I'm, I'm not an expert, but I have I've skilled up in that space. You know, building things with with 3D models. My first versions of the Haven tent I built um, out of paper because I didn't know how to render it online, and you know, learning that skill now makes me so much more effective in in what I'm doing. So now if I need to build something, I build it online in like two minutes using 3D rendering software, you know, SketchUp and I'm set. And so skilling up has been painful. It's been very, very time consuming. But at the same time, I'm so much better because of it.
0: Nice. So uh, Derek, what's one product that's made your life easier during the pandemic?
1: One product that has made my life easier during the pandemic, man. I guess I probably should have got these because to get good answers, you 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 asked me if I wanted these questions before, and I said no, I'm good. But one product that has made during the pandemic
0: great opportunity to pitch Haven Safari, you know?
1: Oh my goodness, I can't believe I missed that. Haven Safari has been great. You know what? Like, listen. <laughs> Yeah, so one one product that everybody needs during the pan- that everybody needed during the pandemic for sure was Haven Safari, right? But um, I, I'm just thinking of how how grateful I am for my computer. You know, then I'll, I'm 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 going to plug Haven Safari. You know, you know later, but to think of the international business that I've been able to create without ever going to China because of the pandemic, yep. without ever. Going to Europe because of the pandemic. Uh, with we 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 do about a, a third of our total business in Japan, about a third in Europe, and then the rest, and then about a third here in the U.S. And the fact that I've been able to build an international like you know business uh, with a, with a tangible product that's being shipped all over the world now on my computer and connecting with people and just like I am so grateful that like even 10 years ago before I could edit and do all these things that I can do, it would have been impossible, right? And so, so, so happy for my computer. But yes, I will put in a plug here for Haven Safari because there are so many people out there that love the outdoors. They like to fish, they like to hunt, they like to hike or whatever. There's so many reasons to go outside. And then it, sleeping is just a misery, right? You're sleeping on, on the ground that's uneven, the roots in your back, or you're, you're trying to you're in a hammock, just all bundled up. Right, the Haven Safari and the the uh, the rest of our products, the the Haven tents, really make sleep to the highlight of camping. It's like you somehow took a little piece of your mattress and carried it out into the woods with you. It's like a little floating bed, and I, we get so many people that tell us this is more comfortable than my bed at home, and that is like as a creator just so great to hear. Um, there's a few people, a little a little crazy, a little bit out out of the box, but people that have actually gotten rid of their beds at home and hung up Haven tents. I don't recommend this if you are in a relationship. I'm assuming these, these guys are not, but they they've you know uh, they've swapped out their bed from home with a haven tent because it helps their back or whatever. I get so many emails from from people saying, "Hey, thank you so much. My my wife is willing to camp with me again for the first time in, in 40 years or whatever." And so if you're if if you love the outdoors but thought you know what I I wish I could get a good night's sleep out here, then the haven tent is for you.
0: Amazing. Derek, last question in the launch round. And given that you've launched two campaigns now, really interested to hear your feedback on what the future of crowdfunding looks like.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it just, it makes so much sense, right? Because it helps startups like me when I needed money before production, because I mean, it would have been so much more personal risk and so much more personal, you know, things at stake. Plus, who knows if it would even work, right? The fact that you can basically launch a company to see if, it's gonna, if there's demand for your product and then everybody buys it before you actually even make it, that is just beautiful, right? Like, so from a launch standpoint, it's amazing. And then for more established companies like, like we are now, where you know we, we don't necessarily need the capital to, to make a product anymore, for us, it's the advertising. It's a community of people that are looking for new stuff. Right. People don't go to Kickstarter because they want to find something that's tried and true and tested with a a billion, you know, different five star reviews. They're looking for a product that's like new, exciting and something that is experimental. And they're going to give you like a little bit of room as far as like getting it exactly right because they understand that they are supporting part of the creative process. And so the fact that crowdfunding appeals to both like brand new companies that don't have any money and established companies that are, that are looking to and you know, ratchet it up to the next level. Yeah. Crowdfunding is here to stay. Absolutely. And I'm so, so excited to see what other products you guys help bring to market. And hopefully we can bring more products to market in the
0: future. Absolutely. Derek, this has been amazing. This is your chance to give the audience your pitch, tell them what you're all about, where people should go and why they should check out Haven Safari.
1: Yeah. So, Oh, you know, we make, we make sleep the highlight of camping. And that is kind of our, our slogan. Every day we wake up and we're, the, the only thing better than our tents is our customer service. And if you look at, at our, at our reviews, everybody will agree on that. We have a small team, but because we're, we're small, we're able to really care. And I always joke around that I'm, I'm looking forward to being so big that I don't have to answer any, I, I, I don't have to listen to any more of this feedback. But the truth is, is that we're building a, a culture that understands and listens and is, is committed to making our product better continually. And so check out Haven Safari. It's live on Kickstarter right now. It is available. We are one week into a 40 day campaign and we have a finite, you know, number of tents that will, that will be available in June. And so I suspect that we will sell out of the tents that are available for June fulfillment. We'll have to make a new you know, reward tier for for later in the summer or something because uh, there is a lot of attention and a lot of energy going towards Haven Safari. So check it out if you want it to be a part of your summer and take action before it's too late.
0: Absolutely. So much.
1: This has been awesome. I, I love talking Haven and I love talking to entrepreneurs.
0: Awesome, Derek. Yeah, I mean, just watching this campaign, I think we've had a half dozen backers come in once we started, so this has been amazing. Audience, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for the notes, the transcript, links to the active campaign, Uh, and of course, gotta give a shout out to our crowdfunding podcast sponsor over at Product Type, the top newsletter for all the new products that just launched on Kickstarter. Derek, thank you again for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Frank. Thank you for tuning into another amazing episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a better business, life, and world with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode as much as I did, make sure to show us some love you know, by rating us and reviewing us on your favorite listening station, whatever that may be. Your review really helps other founders and startups find us so they can improve their craft and achieve greater success like you. And of course, be sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for all the previous episodes. And if you need any help, make sure to send me an email at info at I'd be glad to help you out. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll see you next week.